Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time of day it is when you may tune in. This is Minister Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and welcome to you today. Thank you for tuning in as we take a look into God's Word and see what He might speak to us today. Today, I'd like to be in Psalm 23, and I'm going to read the entire beloved psalm that we all love so much but I really want to focus on only one aspect in verse one and just share with you some of the riches that God led me to and helped me to just be so blessed by in my study of this particular verse. Psalm 23, beginning in verse one, says this, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What a beautiful, beloved psalm that we all probably can, many of us can quote. We love it. We are so encouraged and touched by it. And I want us to look at the very first line of the very first verse. The Lord is my shepherd. How precious is that? Right here, David is telling us that the Lord is personal. He is my shepherd. He was David's shepherd. David knew shepherding. David knew what it meant to be a shepherd and especially to be a good shepherd. We see that evidenced in David's young life even, when he was called by his father to go to see his brothers before he even had the Goliath experience at that same time. In 1 Samuel chapter 17, you can read about it. And he leaves the flock, he sees to their care before he goes, and then he goes and he sees about his brothers, and then, of course, there's the David and Goliath encounter, etc. You know, David tells Saul about how he had delivered the sheep from the lion and from the bear. And God was using all of that young experience in David as a shepherd to lead him into his ultimate position as king, where he would shepherd Israel, according to Psalm 78. And the Lord was prevalent in David's life. He was personal in David's life. And so David credits that here. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. So what does that mean to you and I? What more can we see in scripture about the Lord being the shepherd of his people. One of the greatest things that I discovered when I was studying other verses in reference to this phrase, to this sentence here that I want to focus on today out of verse one, 
is the tenderness and the nearness of the Lord, my shepherd, in whatever season I am in. You know, in the last few episodes, the Lord has led me to focus on different seasons, different times. We're in different seasons, and we need to be faithful in each season and endure and trust the Lord throughout whatever season we are in. He is there. He is Lord of every season in our life. But not only that, He is the shepherd of every season. He is our shepherd. So what does that mean to you and me in the 21st century? Well, let's look at a few passages in Scripture. I referenced Psalm 78 before, so I want us to go there first. If you go to the end of that chapter, you will see the verses that I referenced earlier, which talks about how God chose David and raised him up to be the shepherd of his people, of God's people. But here today, I want us to look at verses 52 and 53 of Psalm 78. But he made his own people go forth like sheep and guided them in the wilderness like a flock. And he led them on safely so they did not fear. But the sea overwhelmed their enemies. The author here is referencing the time when the Lord delivered his people out of Egypt. This harkens back to Israel's deliverance from Egypt and their wilderness wandering days. Notice he says here that he led them, guided them like a flock in the wilderness. I love that that even in the wilderness season, God was with them. Now, think about this also. Their wilderness season was extended because of their rebellion, because of their sin, because of their refusal to enter the land, when God would have had them enter the land. And so it was extended by another 40 years. But the Bible tells us God was with them even then. Even then, the Lord was with them. And after all of that time, the faithful generation went in. The Bible says there was not one feeble among them. Their soles of their shoes didn't even wear out. God was with them throughout the wilderness season. Guided them like they were his flock. Because they were, in fact, his flock. God was with them. He led them just like a shepherd would guide his flock. He kept a watchful eye ever upon them throughout even their wilderness days. He saw to their care. He saw to their safety. He saw to their path. And he saw to their destination. He led them on forward, step by step, safely, in peace and by tender, loving care. So the end result was they were able to walk through that path with no fear, but rather in peace, because they knew his love and his care was with them, and they were able to trust him even through their wilderness season. And he proved it to them even through the tabernacle and his appearance with them. 
and how he would lead them. And the glory cloud would stay put when they were supposed to take up camp and when they were supposed to camp there. And the glory cloud would lift to guide them to the next stop along the wilderness way. God was with them. His presence was right there. His watchful eye was ever upon them. He saw to their care. He saw to their safety. He saw to their path. And he saw to their ultimate destination, bringing them to it in peace. Next, I want to look at Psalm chapter 80, verse 1. Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, you who led Joseph like a flock. You who dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. O beloved friend, our shepherd leads us like a flock. He, he is the one who dwells between the cherubim. That references us back to the Ark of the Covenant because God had told them in the wilderness to make for the tabernacle, an Ark of the Covenant with a mercy seat above it. And the mercy seat was built and made with these two cherubim. And God's glory cloud, his very presence, would come and dwell between the cherubim. And throughout the Old Testament, you will find references that he is the one who dwells between the cherubim. This same one is our shepherd, my shepherd as David found him to be his shepherd. This same one, the one who dwells between the cherubim, the one who is the mystery behind the veil, the Lord God Almighty, the great I am. Hallelujah. He is the one that is leading us through every season, even the wilderness ones. I want to look at Isaiah chapter 40. And verse 11 next. In Isaiah chapter 40, it's speaking of the coming Messiah, the coming one. If you read earlier, you see that this is the prophetic scripture that became the life scripture for John the Baptist. It talks about how he's the voice crying in the wilderness to prepare the way. He tells the people, behold our God. And he's pointing to Jesus in the New Testament, proving that, living out his calling etc. So this is speaking of Jesus, the shepherd of his people. It says in verse 11, he will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and gently lead those who are with young. Notice verse 12 also. This one that is going to lead like a flock, lead his people like a flock, and gently carry them is the same one who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand, measured heaven with a span and calculated the dust of the earth in a measure. Oh, praise be to God. He is the one, according to Isaiah 40 here, who feeds us. He leads us to good pastures, including the pastures spoken of in Psalm chapter 37, verse 3, where we are to feed on his faithfulness, reliant on the Lord and focused on him. The good shepherd will lead us to good pastures. 
Psalm 23 even verifies that. But in Psalm 37, 3, he speaks about us feeding on God's faithfulness. That's a good pasture to feed upon. When you need to remember, oh, go back and feed on God's pastures of faithfulness, his faithfulness. Go back and remember the Lord. Remember what he's done for you before because it will build your faith and help you to remember and realize that you can be reliant on him. He's trustworthy and it will help direct your focus to him. This shepherd in Isaiah 40, it says he will gather the lambs. He's going to gather the babies and the young ones in his arms, in safety and in nearness to him. And he will carry them in his bosom, near his heart and safely on while they are little. You know, this speaks of the lambs, the baby sheep, the young sheep in regard to the shepherd. But it also speaks about us. Peter says, when we are brand new in Jesus Christ, that we are like newborn babes and we need to desire the sincere milk of the word. Jesus, that good shepherd, is going to carry us and hold us near him and feed us and carry us in his arms, in safety, and near him, near his heart. And he will gently lead us. He's not a harsh driver like a driver of cattle would be, but he is a loving shepherd. And David found him to be my shepherd. I have found him myself to be my shepherd. He's a loving shepherd. He gently leads us along. I want to begin to draw us to a close with two final passages. The first one is in Ezekiel chapter 34, and the last one will be in John chapter 10. If you want to really understand the shepherd that the Lord is, the good shepherd, and all that he promises as the Good Shepherd. Then there are three main passages in Scripture that I would direct you to study on your own and to really absorb them. Let them speak to you in whatever season you are in because He is the Shepherd of every season, even the wilderness ones. And those three chapters are Psalm 23, Ezekiel chapter 34, and John chapter 10. In Psalm 23, David lauds the Lord for him being his shepherd, and David the shepherd, the one who knew shepherding, he knew what it meant. He prescribes and describes the Lord as our shepherd so beautifully in that psalm and gives us things that will be cherished in our lives forever. But in Ezekiel chapter 34, the Lord is speaking, and the first part of it is rough because he is very angry with false shepherds, those who've led people astray, those who have fleeced the sheep instead of feeding the sheep. He's very angry with them in that day, but he's also angry with those who would be doing that today. My advice if any of you that are listening would be a part of that category, then I suggest you repent before the Lord. And I pray you will take this word seriously 
But in the first part of chapter 34, he is speaking about that. However, in the last part, he talks about how he becomes the shepherd of his people and all that that means and all that he promises in being the good shepherd. And I just want to pick out a couple of those verses right now in reference to what we are talking about today. And I want to read verses 11 and 12. For thus says the Lord God, Indeed, I myself will search for my sheep and seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock on the day he is among his scattered sheep, so will I seek out my sheep and deliver them from all the places where they were scattered on a cloudy and dark day. Hallelujah. The Lord God becomes the shepherd of his people, even to the point that he will seek them out and bring them back to him. I love it in Luke chapter 15, I believe it is, where he speaks about the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son. And they're all three different parables, basically speaking about the exact same thing. And in the lost sheep parable, the Lord is speaking about how he goes after that lost sheep until he finds him. Until he finds him. Oh, beloved friend, I don't know if you might be that lost sheep, but God is going after you. He is seeking you. He is seeking you out to bring you back to his fold. And I encourage you to take that seriously. If that speaks to your heart, that's the Holy Spirit of the living God drawing and wooing you back. Because the shepherd, the Lord himself, has gone after you. And he's seeking you until he finds you. And he will draw you back to his fold where he can love you and be near to you and be your personal shepherd. Hallelujah. Praise God. And lastly, I want us to look at John chapter 10. In Ezekiel chapter 34, God made the promise that he himself would be the shepherd. And you can read all the things he promises. In John chapter 10, we see the fulfillment of that in God the Son. God in the flesh, Jesus, the Son of the living God. And Jesus comes on the scene and he makes these statements. John chapter 10, beginning in verse 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. The good shepherd he's speaking of here is the shepherd that was promised in Ezekiel chapter 34. God himself come in the flesh. I want to read that again, beginning in verse 11, John chapter 10. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and am known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, 
them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd, exactly like Ezekiel chapter 34 promised. Jesus hears and calls for us today. We are of that group of the other sheep that are not of that fold. They're not of the fold of that time period is what he's saying here. He's saying, I'm on the scene now with you guys, and y'all are part of my fold, but I got more that are coming in. And actually, it's been so for the last 2,000 years. And there's a whole group of flock and sheep that know the Lord, and he knows them, and we know him because he cares about us, and we are his own. He owns us. He has bought us with his blood. He has paid for us so that we could be part of his beautiful bride and his family. Praise be to God. And there is one flock, and there is one shepherd. Praise be to God. Jesus is this shepherd. He's the same shepherd that David knew in relationship, that Moses knew in relationship, as Moses brought the children of Israel through the wilderness wanderings and saw and knew God in relationship. He's the same shepherd that Isaiah also knew in relationship. He's the same shepherd that Ezekiel knew in relationship. And every one of them prophesied about this coming shepherd, Jesus, the shepherd for every season, including the wilderness. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 25, you will see that he is the shepherd and overseer of our souls. And I want to finally lead us to one last scripture that I want to close with. Because the shepherd leads us through every season in life, but he will also lead us to our ultimate destination. I want us to look at Revelation chapter 7 and verse 16 and 17. I want to read these two verses that help us see our ultimate destination with the shepherd of every season and of every age. Listen to these words, Revelation chapter 7, verse 16 and 17. They shall neither hunger anymore nor thirst anymore. The sun shall not strike them nor any heat. For the Lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to living fountains of water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Beloved friend, even in our eternal destination, the shepherd will still be there with us and will lead us to living fountains of water and will wipe away every tear. Maybe tears of regret, maybe tears of the old wilderness wanderings, I don't know. But whatever tears there are, God's going to wipe them away and he will be our eternal shepherd, the shepherd of every season including when we get into his presence in eternity. Praise be to God. I pray that this has been a blessing to you. And Lord willing, you can join us again for future episodes of various messages as we bring them to you as the Lord wills. God bless you today in Jesus' name.
Amen.